trauma does weird stuff to you. Like it makes you feel unsafe. And as somebody who already struggles with, and I'm not a therapist and I'm not an expert, but I'm an expert on my own. And uh, I have a lot of anxiety. I remember before Katrina passed, everything kind of started feeling okay again. Like I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And then Katrina passed. It was like, what? And then I wasn't okay again, you know? And then right before EJ passed, I finally felt okay again. Like I was like, okay, I'm okay. And then that happened and realizing like, I'm scared that if I'm okay and I just keep going and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be okay again, that something bad is going to happen again. Like there's this trauma fear inside of me because it just, this stuff keeps happening. And I know in my logical brain that that is a lie. What's up y'all. My name's Leticia and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to finally another week of Confessions from the Closet. It has been since we filmed. Very long time. Yeah, at least feels like three months, two months, three months. Um, yeah, it's been a while and I'm sorry there was like no, we don't really have a place where I'm like, okay, we're going to take a break. Um, but it just, we needed a break. I needed a break mentally and spiritually and just needed a break. Um, the last, those we were talking about the last episode we did was after our eight year anniversary or around the time of our eight year anniversary in December. And then we had tried to film and tried to record and stuff was oh, we happening. we did do one. And yeah, we recorded and I went technical to issues. edit and it like kept cutting out kind of like the eight year anniversary did the same thing, but it did it way worse. Anyways, I got a new SD card and we are hopefully good. I haven't seen any errors yet. Um, but yeah, I just... I don't know. I guess I kind of want to talk about why I needed the break and how it's important to recognize those moments and those seasons in your life mm-hmm. when it's okay to step back. Um, the podcast is a passion project and it's something I feel super called to and somehow Monty got pulled into it and um, it's become something I really enjoy our time when we get to talk to each other. Um but as if you are a listener and you've been listening, you know that last July we lost our pastor suddenly and tragically he passed away. And then in September we lost a really good friend suddenly and tragically. And um, in December, man, I thought I was going to be okay. I feel like I might not. <laughs> I'm like, this is you're going to come back and you're not going to be emotional all the time like normal. You know, I already feel it. Um, I was like, I'm good. Uh, December, our niece lost her three month old baby two days after Christmas. And that, that just, just wrecked me and I'm still wrecked. Um, and that is when the break became a thing, uh, 
and I just wasn't ready to talk about it. Um, but I feel like it's time to come back. And I know there's a lot of people who've lost people, especially in the past couple of years, but, um, this year has been extremely hard. All of them were different reasons and none of them hurt any less, but, uh, I think with losing our pastor Daryl and our friend Katrina, like if you follow the bus, like a bus is named after Katrina, like our bus videos and honoring her memory. And, um, but with those losses, it taught us like how important time is and, and spending time with people you love. And Maddie's way more good at doing stuff like that than me. You're so cute. I'm thinking about how you're just listening. Like, <laughs> Iris said, oh, I'm such a good listener. We're going to try to get her to talk more this season. Um, this season, I don't think I have seasons of my podcast. Anyways, it just taught, I think, us the importance of like spending time with the people you love and like that time is fleeting and time is, we always say, you can always get more money, but you cannot get more time. And it's so true. It's never been more true to us. Um, stop it. <laughs> You're going to cry. But the night, uh, so it was like the 26th Christmas was on a weekend this year. That was really weird. Um, we had family over Sunday night after Christmas and I really was like peopled out. I get really touched out and I get really touched out after like the holidays and I had already been really anxious kind of around the holidays. I don't know. I don't really remember. Well, it was weird too because my I worked. Yeah, you worked Saturday. I mixed up Saturday. I worked the day before. Yeah. Christmas, the day after. Yeah, that was a weird holiday this year. Um, <clears throat> so I was touched out and I was ready to just have a chill night. But anyways, Maddie invited her dad over and then she invited some more family. And I was just like, I threw a fit. Like, I was just like, I... <laughs> don't want to spend time with people that was just gonna like get in my pajamas and be chill and um she invited her <laughs> and I'm like I am a brat like if I have it set in my head how I want it and it goes opposite like it's, it's really hard on me and a, and part of that I think is because I try to control it so I don't have anxiety and I'm working on it I'm learning but anyway she invited her cousins over and um her cousin had their grandbaby so the daughter, like the mother of the child, the baby. Anyways, they all came over. That whole family came over. And um, we got, that was, I had been like sniffly every time I was around the baby for those three months. And that was like the his name, EJ. Around EJ. Um, but that night I was walking by and Scott, his grandpa was like, do you want to hold him? And I was like, actually, yes. Cause I hadn't gotten to hold him yet. And it was the first time I was like feeling good enough to be like, yeah, I'm not worried about anything. So I held him and he, he literally was the most beautiful mm -hmm. boy. And I mean, Apollo is gorgeous. Yes. And we were like, he's prettier. Like he, he had hair and his eyes and all add a picture of him, but eyelashes, lips, everything. Skin, he was his smile. Perfect. And, Model um, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that I got to hold him for a little bit. And then I was just like, this thing in my heart was like, give him back. His grandpa needs him. His patu needs him. That's what they call him. Right. Mm -hmm. So I gave him back to Scott and, um, 
And that was it. And then Amaya had been at her friend's house and she found out that EJ was over and Tori, his mom and uh, Evan, the her dad. Parents. <clears throat> yeah. And this is Amaya's godparents grandbaby. So she when she found out the baby was over, she like wanted to come. So she left her friend's house who she was supposed to have a slumber party with and uh, came home and they were about to leave with the baby and she got to see him. And I remember it like I gave Amaya like I was like, Amaya, that's not fair that you left your friend's house and you know that probably hurt her feelings and I talked to her and like what if it was you and then um then I didn't expect to talk about all these details but I think it's important in like relating my trauma um the next morning <laughs> Mari was at the door like I knew she'd already left for work and she's like at the door whispering for me to come here and as soon as I saw her face, because of how much loss we've just recently had, I knew someone was gone. And so she's taking me to the kitchen, and then she tells me that EJ had just stopped her breathing in his sleep. And I was like, what? And it's sad when you, like, can recognize a tone in someone's voice that you know someone has gone, like someone has passed. But, like, I knew immediately. I was like, someone's gone. Who is it? Tell me. Because... You start going through a list of who is it. And, uh, man, this, I don't know, just the night before I had been talking with Tori, EJ's mom, and just, like, we were looking at Apollo, and we're looking at EJ, and, like, man, like, he's so sweet. He's going to be so cuddly because he was already a very cuddly baby. And I was like, oh, you're going to love it because he's going to be, like, Apollo's, like, super cuddly still, and he's, like, totally about cuddling and kissing, and she... And I just kept talking about like, oh, I can't wait till he's bigger. She's like, I don't want the time to pass, but I can't wait till he's bigger and he can come kiss me or say, I love you, mommy. And we just had this whole conversation about him growing up literally hours before. And so I think that's why this one is just like, just messed me up because it didn't get to happen. And, uh, Man, I did not. I was like, oh, I got this. I'm going to be good. <laughs> and so now this was December and we're in March, which is crazy. And even just, I was telling Maddie last night because I haven't been able to start. I just have this, trauma does weird stuff to you. Like it makes you feel unsafe. And as somebody who already struggles with, and I'm not a therapist and I'm not an expert, but I'm an expert on my own. And uh, I have a lot of anxiety, and I've had a lot this year. And I remember before Katrina passed, everything kind of started feeling okay again. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. And then Katrina passed. It was like, what? And then I wasn't okay again, you know. And then right before EJ passed, I finally felt okay again. Like, I was like, okay, I'm okay. And then that happened. And I told Maddie, I've, I've had a, another podcast, another episode with my best friend, Catherine, who, which will be next. I've had it recorded for like two or three weeks and I haven't put it out. I was like realizing like, I'm scared that if I'm okay and I just keep going and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be okay again that something bad is going to happen again like there's this trauma fear inside of me because it just this stuff keeps happening and I know in my logical brain that that is a lie 
but in the trauma side of me, like, it's like when plans change, I get an anxiety attack because it's like, I'm not in control and I'm aware that I'm not in control. And then I start panicking. And, um, I was telling Maddie last night, I was having a conversation with Scott and Jessica's other, their daughter-in-law and, um, they have a baby who's just turned three months now, maybe three and a half months. So this is their other grandbaby. And I was talking with Crystal, the mom of Santos, this other baby. And I was talking about, like, we were talking about him growing up and all the stuff. And all of a sudden I have this thought in my head. that's like, no, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Don't do that. Cause what if something bad happens? Cause this happened the last time you had this conversation with Tori and, and I'm like thinking I'm have, talking to her and we're talking and we're smiling and he's so cute and Apollo's there. And, but I'm yeah, having this thought and I'm like, this is not normal. Like this isn't true and this isn't healthy and this isn't okay. But like, I'm aware of this thought and this fear, like, oh my God, what if something happens again? Like, which is so irrational, but it just, I know that I'm not the only person dealing with these traumas and these triggers and I know I'm a lot different than Maddie and how she processes. And, um, I know a lot of the things that poor Maddie that I go through and I'm talking about, like, are probably like so out of left field, but from years of doing therapy and learning how to like filter through my thoughts and get them out, I am aware of how important it is to like get those thoughts and be honest with somebody like this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm thinking and this is why when the plans changed for how we had it like I just freaked out because I'm just like what if something goes wrong because I'm not in control and I'm not in control like I know that we've talked about that like I'm not in control but um I don't know just the next day after it happened, I apologized to Amaya going backwards after the day after EJ passed or the day that he passed. I was like, I'm so sorry that I was mad at you for coming from your friend's house. Like God, God knew, you know, God knew what was coming and he gave us all an opportunity to be with EJ that night. Like how lucky are we that I got to finally hold him and it doesn't make the loss any better, but it's just like, it made me realize not to be a brat about everything. You know, like I said, I didn't want people coming over and I was a brat about it, but I was like, I'm so glad you invited them. Like, I'm so glad you thought to call them and invite them because what a sweet thing we all got to have with him that wonderful night. And he was perfect. We just kept talking about how perfect he was. <sighs> So I don't know. I don't didn't expect to tell that whole story, but I do know that a lot of people have gone through a lot of loss this year, whether it be loss of losing people that you love um, or losing jobs or losing homes or losing. There's been a lot of loss since 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that that causes this trauma that like everything is unsafe now. Any kind of trauma causes that, like, <clears throat> you know, when I lost, when I came out, I lost a lot of friends, but they chose to walk away. In this sense, I lost people and they have moved on and passed on, but it still hurts. And so whether you're someone who's going through the season of coming out and you're losing friends or you're losing 
things that were safe and normal to you in your life or you've lost your loved ones like they have passed away um i just challenge you to write out or talk to someone about those triggers and those because there are triggers there's gonna be like yes i'm talking about them but i know there's still gonna be moments where they're gonna pop up and something's gonna happen that's familiar to that trauma and it's it's gonna pop up and i'm going to react to it or i'm gonna like be able to like be in the moment the more i think you talk about it and the more you get it out and you're aware of it the better you're gonna be able to not have so many anxiety attacks or panic attacks or whatever Monty's very kind to let me literally break down in the closet yesterday and just tell her all the things that I've been feeling and all these fears because I know they're irrational but it doesn't make them not happen it doesn't me knowing that it's an irrational thought and it's my anxiety talking doesn't make it stop right away it's still very real I don't know what would ask them? You're so quiet as usual because here I am talking and talking. Um, <laughs> but like for someone who's on your side, what would you advise? <laughs> like someone who's the partner or the friend of the person with the anxiety? <clears throat> Just be a good listener. Listen. Um, even if it is. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yes, a little much (laughs) (laughs) extreme sometimes, but I think it's important to be there for for whoever it is because obviously it's hard for for you to open up and talk about these things. So I have to make sure that I buy my time and (laughs) make sure that, yes, I know that you need a hug. I know... That, that that immediately calms you down, mm-hmm. even if I just walked in the door after work, <laughs> a long day. <laughs> um, but it's important to be to be there for people. I mean, it's every day. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never know what someone is going through. I mean, yeah. I, I deal with it at work. People never seen so many death certificates. To turn off phone lines. Yeah, that come in like it was I knew, five years ago. It was like an, I never even knew what to do in that situation. Now it's like almost every other day or mm-hmm. it's so common. And, you know, being kind to people and having empathy and yeah, showing people. I forget that you deal with a lot of things that work like that. That's so sad. Yeah. Wanna just and you don't know how they died or don't yeah. wanna you know, ask them type of questions, but you know it's a family member, it's sad they're having to Yeah, one of my really good friends lost her sister and her dad within like a month of each other, I think. Yeah. And she was having to come in with both counseling both and it was and I knew them both because they yeah. both came into my they store were they were my friends I mean mm-hmm. it was really hard yeah um and that's what I was like while you were talking something that I know you've had to learn is that like even though what I'm saying and what I'm feeling doesn't make sense to you 
Like if you're the person who hasn't had anxiety and has it, I pray you never have anxiety or depression or panic attacks. But to the person having it, it is a very real situation. Like in your brain, like it is very real and it is very scary because trying to figure out how to calm down is really hard, especially if like when I'm having them and then the kids are going crazy and I'm just like trying not to freak out because in my head, like my heart rate's going faster. Like everything feels like it is going to fall apart when I'm in those moments. And it's like Monty said, if she will just literally hug me, I can, it brings me back down to earth really with, I don't know what better way to say it. Like it like brings my mental state back down. I tried and this is like, on a more funny note, like on TikTok, they talk about like putting your face in like a bowl of ice water. You did not the try ice that. In the sink. Yes. I tried it. I thought I was drowning. Like, and I was a swimmer my whole <laughs> life, like competitively. And I put my face <laughs> in this bowl of ice water and I like the cold water was going up my nose. So like normally in the pool, I would like breathe out of my nose, but I was like trying and I literally was like, I cannot breathe. And it was so cold. <laughs> I don't know how people do the ice baths. I really want to do it. But like, you keep talking about them things. Just I don't know my how. face. Well, because I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like, it was just, it was odd. And it, my face was burning. Oh, my crunching eyes, more or less. I, I know. Huge. Anyways, so if that works for you, that's great. Um, I thought it was terrible because I felt like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Maybe that helped my anxiety because I was so focused Maybe on I the fact that I couldn't held breathe. Your head down. <laughs> I felt, I felt like I was holding my head down. Like, what is happening? I tried it like three times. I'm like, no, I still suck at it. I don't like this. You didn't tell me you did that. Oh, I you'd see all the ice in the bathroom sink. I did. I was like, <laughs> well, that's she had strange. A yes. Yeah. It yeah. I was work. in there for a long time. It, it did not melt. Yeah. It's because it's so cold in our house. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's freezing because I, I stopped using the heater that. after I saw that gas bill this uh, month. I'm like, oh, heck no. Just turn this heater off. Right. Gas went up. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if that works for you, that's great. I know ice baths are supposed to help so that because you're dealing with this cold, extreme thing and you're learning to breathe through it. That by mm -hmm. doing ice baths regularly, which is what the face thing is supposed to signal something in your nervous system, but the full ice bath where you're not drowning your face um, <laughs> is supposed to help you where you are in those anxious moments to be able to like regulate it through breathing and it's supposed to reduce anxiety attacks. Anyways, for me, something that does work because I don't have an ice bath and I'm not sticking my face in a bowl again um, is when Madi will just like hug me and it helps me like catch my breath and come back down. So, um, even Apollo, like sometimes Apollo will recognize that I'm having one and he'll just like hug me or touch mm -hmm. my face. And he's like, are you sad? And just his touch will like help bring me back into the moment because what's happening is I'm not present. Like I'm in this moment of all these things that could go wrong and it's going so fast of all the scenarios that could possibly happen. Um, and I can't, catch up and I can't keep up and I can't stop it and I can't slow it down. And so I, I'm just stuck in my head with all these worst case scenarios and all, and it's, it can happen for any situation. I had one this week, like severe. And it was, I just kept getting stuck in it and, um, turned out to be okay. But, but it's very, I noticed over the years how common it is for people to mm -hmm. have, like, you know, that my Brother has them really bad. Your mom. My mom gets them really bad. Mm -hmm. 
And they're serious. They're very... Your brain cannot tell the difference between, like, what's real and what's not. Like, it's just like um, vision boards. It's the same thing. Your brain doesn't know whether it's really happening or you're just visualizing it. It doesn't know. Manifesting things. That's how that works. Um, And so for the anxiety attack, like, you're, it's literally like fight or flight kind of feel. Like, your brain thinks you're in danger. And so all these scenarios are happening. And it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. I never had anxiety till after Apollo. I had them a long, long time ago. Um, but I think, I mean, just for me, like admitting, and here I am saying on the podcast, blasting it out, um, admitting those things, like having a conversation with Crystal and being like, oh my God, no, don't talk about his future because the last time you did that, then EJ died and he didn't even, you know, like, and that was just going on while I'm still trying to act normal and have a normal conversation and talk myself down at the same time. And no wonder I never sleep, but, um, (laughs) they're very real, but I think talking about them helps because you've gotten it out of your head, which is what something my counselor would tell me is like, getting this irrational, this thought and it's, it is, I know logically it was irrational, but to me it was something that happened. And so when you go through trauma, I heard on Glennon and Abby's podcast recently, um, we can do hard things just like when you go through trauma, your body now, your brain now sees the world as an unsafe place. And that made so much sense to me. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm finally okay. Then Katrina dies. I'm finally okay. Then EJ dies. And it's like, oh, I don't want to start the podcast. I don't want to be okay again. Cause what if who's going to die next? And that's just crazy. That's how I feel. And I told my mom that. And she's like, Leticia was like, mom, that's literally how my brain feels like that is, but Mm -hmm. admitting it helps me process through it better and get to where I'm like, here we are. We're recording the podcast. You know, like I know I have no control over everything. And you constantly remind me like, that's like, we, we have no control and just to trust God. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm having a hard time right now trusting God. And he knows that. Like, I'm not someone who's afraid to admit that to him or to whoever you want to call God. Um, that's something that I've always had in my relationship with my faith is like being honest with the Lord. Yeah. And um, it's like he already knows. So why am I going to lie about it? Like the honesty is what helps me grow in my faith and Mm -hmm. get over that obstacle. And I think it's the same with the anxiety and the panic attacks and the thoughts, whether it be depression or, um, but to have someone to talk to and it makes it less scary getting it out of your head, whether on paper or vocally. Um, so yeah, I just... I don't know. That was why, like, after EJ died, I went and got prayer at church. And just two of my friends who, um, they have an amazing YouTube channel. They just got back from India today for their food channel, which is awesome. Um, but I just, like, went up for prayer. And they knew, they're, they've been the ones, like, kind of helping me learn how to do the YouTube and everything. But, um. I had just been pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to come up with ideas. And then this happened and I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And it just, I just felt peace and confirmation that it was just time to take a break and to figure out some things and be okay. And I'm I'm not like, obviously I had this breakdown in the closet last night and, um, 
I mean, we we did spend a lot of time being there for them. Yeah, we yeah. spent every. That's true. I mean, I'd go after work. We'd go have dinner with them. We we were there. We're trying to be there for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best way we could because it is not an easy road for anyone, especially. You saying a baby does not make any sense. Young parents, any parent, but them. Oh man, it was heartbreaking. It still is seeing them. Every time we see them, it's just. And we still try to spend as much time as we can with them because that's what people need. Yeah, it's like you have the funeral. Everyone's there. Everyone's bringing food. Everyone's, and then the funeral's over, and everyone's gone. Gone. Everyone goes back to life, and we knew like that was something, um, especially with them. Either Maya's godparents, Madi's one of their kids' godparents, and um, we just knew we needed to be there for them. And uh, just being present, it doesn't mean you have to say anything. You just need to be there. Mm-hmm. And that would be my other advice is, like, when someone, you know, loses someone, like, the best thing you can do is just be there. You don't have to have the right words. There are no words. Mm-hmm. There are no right words. No, they're not okay. You don't have to just. I love you. I'm, I'm praying for you. Can I bring you coffee? Don't even ask. Like, just bring it. Do you need anything? Just bring. Hey, I'm bringing bring you dinner. Just yeah. tell them I'm bringing you food. I'm bringing you coffee. I mean, uh, Madi set up the meal train and the GoFundMe, and um, I did the slideshow and I sang at the funeral. Like it was a lot, and that was like I do slideshows for my mom's. Um, funeral home anyways but I've never done one for someone I love and that was hard it was just it was just all a lot and uh I think the Lord is very clear with me that it was okay to step back and just heal as much as I could and Mm -hmm. and process and we've spent a lot of time just like family time us um I even took a break from the bus for a little while just working on it I just took a break Mm mm-hmm for two weeks, I did not touch anything. I was just like, I can't. I just was just done. Um, and I think, I mean, that's something I keep telling Tori, the mom. Um, I'm like, you went through the most traumatic thing you could ever go through. And it's okay to just sleep. Your body is processing mm-hmm. something that is not, you can't process. Um, but when you go through something, you know, it's okay to rest. There's a season of rest and there's a season of working and there's, there's seasons. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of people are going through things and if you're someone who needs to support someone, I just say, just be there for them. You don't, there's no words, but your presence is everything. Um, even Catherine, like that first, I don't know, a couple of days after it happened, she came over and just was with Turned me. Out with you. Yeah. You know, and, um, pastor Daryl was her father-in-law and I did the same thing for her. I was like, just come over. You don't have to, you don't have to talk. You just, just come over, get away from your house. Don't be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad we're back. That was the other thing is I was afraid to quit. I was afraid that if I stepped back from the podcast that I would never come back because mm-hmm. my history of doing things and then taking a break is I, I don't come back. 
because then I get anxious about, oh my God, I've been gone too long and they're not going to accept me back. And I go through the whole process of the worst case scenarios in my head. And, um, the Lord was very kind with me and even Chad and Joy, when they were praying for me, they were like, this doesn't mean you're not going to come back. And when you do come back, the Lord's going to show up with you and it's going to be the right time. And you can't give when you're empty. You can't pour out to people when you're empty. And I was beyond empty. And, um, but having to be a mom to Amaya, who's also went through this traumatic thing, mm -hmm. you know, she adored Katrina to, and she loved EJ it. and I had to help her process something that was so hard. And that was hard. Just watching her. I know. Even she before EJ passed, too. I would come to her room and I could tell She's something crying. was wrong. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? I just miss people. I'm like, who do you, you miss friends? You miss school? What do you, and then I like, oh my God, she misses Katrina. Mm -hmm. And then she, once I figured it out, she'd just fall apart. And that's hard to watch her. I mean, she just turned 11. Watch her go through this loss. Mm -hmm. And then to lose EJ, who, I mean, literally she left her friend to come see him. And I'm so thankful the Lord put pushed her to do that. Yeah. Um, I thought I would have beat myself up and she would have beat herself up if she didn't get to see him. And, uh. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, be kind to yourself. And the Lord was just, I don't know, he was just super kind to let me know, like, this doesn't mean you're quitting. It just means, like, this is something I love and this is something I'm passionate about. But I also have to, as Daryl would tell us, like, Daryl always took vacations and breaks because he was a pastor and it takes a lot out of you to pour out everything and it takes a lot. It takes a toll on you and you have to rest and you have to like fill yourself back up. And I just, I needed that. And so for those that are coming back and listening, I appreciate your patience with me this year. I did not, when I started the podcast, I did not have a clue how hard this year was going to be with loss. Um, and the breaks that I had to take between it all. And I just appreciate everyone that's supported us and, and, listened and, um, messaged us and given us feedback. And, um, I just really appreciate y'all and I'm thankful for y'all. And I thank you for your t patience, especially the past couple of months. Cause I just really needed to process that. And I think through processing it, I can better share and help hopefully people who are going through that. I don't know. I don't really have much else. Yeah. I think you're good. Thanks for sitting down here and looking cute. Hmm. Um, yeah, so next week I have my friend Catherine. It'll probably have to be a two-parter because we talked for an hour <laughs> and be 40 like me. minutes. Yeah, Catherine. Just listening. They, they talk. Very fun. Catherine and I can talk for hours, and um, she's my best friend. She's the worship leader. I've talked about her before on here. She's a worship leader. She just got ordained as a pastor today um, at our church, which was really special. And uh, yeah, we just talk about how we met and the relationship and everything. It's just really fun. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for everything. Do you have anything? Nope. Until next week. <laughs> have a great one. Hey guys, thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. 
Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey guys, thanks. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs>